Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Welcome to Beyond Storybrooke. I'm Trina. And I'm Addie. And we're here to discuss episode five of Once Upon a Time called Breaking Glass. And to get right into our show, let's start with our shout outs. Surprise! And our first shout out goes to our rating and reviewer of the week who left a rating and review in iTunes. And it's by Good Juju. That's a pretty cool name. And I'm really happy for the Good Juju that we're receiving of our podcast. Uh, We're still in the new noteworthy section of iTunes. It's giving us great exposure in iTunes, but regardless of whether you're listening on iTunes or not, we greatly appreciate you tuning into the show, downloading and putting us up there for other oncers to find us. And let's just collaborate. Yeah. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And now for our Beyond Storybrooke feedback. And our first bit of feedback comes from Aliana. Thank you once again, Aliana, for being part of the show. Here's your feedback. Love it. Regina and Emma using their powers to defeat the snowman was epic. And Elsa coming out of nowhere was epic. Happy that Sydney is freed and stood up for himself. The snow and charming scenes were cute, but would still like to know why the knave, a.k.a. Will Scarlet, is there. Like the Emma flashback, didn't understand why we need it, but I get it. It was to get to the point for Emma to tell Regina she wanted her to be her friend. I knew that the Snow Queen was going to turn out to be one of Emma's foster mothers. My theory is that the apprentice is the one who sent the Snow Queen into the real world because we know one reason that the Snow Queen is doing there is because she wants a family. Eliana, that's some great feedback. And I personally agree with you. It was really awesome when the combined forces and powers came together and they defeated the Queen for now, the Snow Queen for now. And also did like the scenes with Snow and Charming. And like you, I'm still wondering what the heck is Will doing in Storybrooke? Yeah, no, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But I'm so confused with Will and his intentions and his agenda, digging in the sand. I don't know. I still have my theory from last week that he's there looking for his Red Queen and there's a connection somehow with the Snow Queen. Yeah, he has some connections with like weaving in and out of Storybrooke and the people in Storybrooke, but we'll touch on that soon. Again, Eliana, we love the feedback and great theories. Once again, we'll kind of dig into that later on as well. And now let's listen to some feedback that we got from Chris Tipton. And he wrote, hi, y'all. My thoughts on Breaking Glass. I felt like Emma's backstory just rehashed what we've seen so many times before. She trusted someone and then got hurt. It did jive well with her and Regina's plot in this episode. Those two are amazing, as always. We've got to see more of Will than we've ever seen so far. I agree. Uh, His line, somebody's already had a nibble, is one of my favorite lines of all times. Sydney betrayed Regina. Didn't see that coming. Elizabeth Mitchell as the Snow Queen is so epic. I really feel she has already taken her place as the best villain we've had yet. She's so quietly evil. She's chilling. Yeah, I went there. 
That's a good pun. (laughs) That had to be the greatest delivery of I'm going to build a snowman of all time. It's nice to know a bit of her end game, although I don't understand the mirror thing yet. Some negatives, no rumple. It was very convenient and easy for Elsa to break out of her chains. And how did Emma just still have that camera? (laughs) Snow and Charming Story just seems silly to me. Overall, my least favorite episode this year, but still strong simply because Elizabeth Mitchell. 3.5 out of 5. That's from Chris (laughs) Tipton. Thank you so much for submitting that feedback. Great feedback, Chris. Yes, you covered so many great points there. And I just want to say Elizabeth Mitchell, she's from Lost. These are the creators of Lost. I don't know if you've seen Lost before, Chris, but... Lots of little sprinkles from loss in this story, in this episode. And I'm just blown away, especially in the end. And we'll mention that in the game changer moment. I would have to disagree, though, about her being the best villain yet. <laughs> I'm a Regina Rumpel fan. I always will be. But this one, I agree. She is. She has a hidden agenda that we don't quite know yet. So we don't know if she's really, truly evil or, you know, she doesn't show her cards like everybody else does. Well, I think at this point she is evil, but uh, I understand what Chris is saying because she just has that very strong aura about her character, her face, uh, very similar to Regina. She can turn that game face on like, I'm going to kill you. I hate you. I'm evil. So those two have those similarities. But with Elizabeth Mitchell, she comes with that package in, in her body language, her face. And that even comes from Lost. Lost, I was like, what is your deal, lady? And that's exactly (laughs) what I'm feeling here on Once Upon a Time. So I understand where he's coming from. But do I think she's the best villain we've had yet? Don't know yet. The show hasn't ended with her story. (laughs) We don't know how that's coming. But so far, I'm going to have to agree with Trina here that we've seen some pretty kick-ass villains. Regina being one always at the top. And Rumple as well. I mean, they're so sneaky, smart. They'll do anything to get what they want. This, you know, I guess maybe because she's too new. And she does come off of, like he said, a bit chilling. I like that pun. Yeah. And going to go build snowman. It's like, <laughs> what do you think I'm going to go do? <laughs> oh, that was a good delivery. So thank you so much, Chris. Again, we appreciate and look forward to these feedbacks, whether it's a rating and review on iTunes, a promo on Twitter, Facebook, uh, feedback through our email. Always super cool that there's people actually listening to us and you being part of the show with us, that means a lot to us because even though it is us talking here, we rather have more of you involved in the show than just us. Yes, so thank you so much. If you like any links on how you can participate and be part of the show, whether it's through any of these forms that you heard right now, or you can actually be on a phone call with us as we record the show, just head over to beyondstorybrook.com and we'll connect you. And now here's your quick recap. We get a glimpse of Emma's past back in 1998, where we see her with a newfound friend that ends up having a family of her own, thus destroying their friendship. Regina works to find the Snow Queen to force her to unfreeze her true love's wife, but is faced with betrayal when Sydney leads both Regina and Emma into a trap. With their superpowers combined, they defeat the snowman. Of course, the Snow Queen shows up and puts them in a chokehold when Elsa conquers her fear and saves Emma and Regina. 
Elsa, Emma, and Regina want to finish off the Snow Queen, but she disappears because she got what she wanted, Regina's mirror. Sydney is then set free, and we finally know what the Snow Queen wants, a family that loves her. Snow and Charming struggle to leave the baby with the babysitter, who is Belle, and are off to an adventure to find Will Scarlet, since he escaped jail. We find him digging up a beach in search of something he had. Hook and Emma are a couple now, all giddy and happy. And that's your quick recap. Now, there's a lot of little, little things to talk about. There's uh, one one or two big things, but I, I would say at the most, uh, there's one big thing and a lot of little weird little pieces to the puzzle that they're kind of trickling into the episode. So where do you want to start with first, Addie? Let's head over with Emma and Emma's past and kind of paralleling, or so we think paralleling, with the present with Regina. So when we go back to the past, we see that Emma has a friend named Lily. And I don't know about you, but when I first saw this, I saw a lot of similarities between not only Lily and Regina, but the friendship of Emma and Lily and Emma and Regina's relationship. When we see Lily, you know, she has dark hair and she has the same thing. She feels isolated, alone, not loved, misunderstood, rejected. And that's all kind of the things that Regina is feeling. Right. So it's like, who is this girl? And then she has a star on, on her wrist. On her wrist. Do you think it's Regina? The way they were setting it up, I felt at first, I felt mm. that that was Regina. But at the same time, it, how can that be possible? And this is kind of funny because every time Sydney comes in the picture, we have two stories that mirror each other from the past and the present. In this episode, it was Emma and Lily with Emma and Regina. But now it's on the flip side where Regina is the one who felt hurt, is rejecting Emma from her friendship. She's very cold. She's very hurt at what's happened. And she's really transparent with that. Left and right, it's like jab, 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 <laughs> you know, kick, 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 pull hair if she could in this episode with Emma. And you kind of feel bad. You, I, I don't know. I wanted to reach into the screen and just hug Regina. Like, it's okay, <laughs> you know, just open up a little bit. She messed up. She's, like you've always said, always like her mother, not really thinking everything through. But again, the same thing. Regina gets screwed over once again. And she feels like, you know, somebody thinks Snow, Emma, they ruined her life completely. They just changed it. So although innocent, like she said, it was an innocent thing or you thought it was nothing, you did bring her back and it just ruined everything. I could see why she rejects her and all the hate or, you know, the discontent right now with mm -hmm. her. But, you know, as we saw, they kind of make amends. So who's this Lily? Is this Lily somebody, you know what I thought for a, a slight second that it could have been, um, what's her name, Red Riding Hood. Uh, Just because she has a dark hair, she's really white. But I don't think, it's it's very confusing because we've never been mentioned or have seen a Lily character. Lily doesn't really ring a bell to me in any of, you know, fairy tale characters so I'm kind of confused on who is this person because she is going to play a big role. They kind of set her up that way. They put the star on her. It's kind of like there's more to this girl, but we're not going to dive into it right now. It's like they're dropping clues. Yeah. One, one thing I thought about, though, is maybe she did come from the Enchanted Forest. You know how Emma, 
not the same way Emma did, but they were both orphans, I believe. The way Lily, Lily's family that she has right now is is a foster family. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that too? She was a foster family as I well. Mean, yeah, that I I kind of got the impression that maybe Lily also grew up in a foster home, but she was adopted by this family, and that's why she feels rejected because she never really belonged anywhere. She does. She probably, you know what I mean. I was kind of confused on that because I felt that that was her real dad, and that's one thing that Emma was upset. It's kind of like you can't relate to me when you have a family of your own, and why are you pushing your family away when you have me? looking for a family to be loved by, to care for and look forward to, and you're pushing that away. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big disconnection there and being lied to. So from what I understood, that was her biological father. But now that you mentioned that, maybe there is that disconnect because she had darker hair. This Mm -hmm. is more of a blonde, very Caucasian guy, as opposed to her, she had some pretty strong features. I mean, and like she said, she's always felt isolated. Like she didn't belong there. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe she is adopted and she comes from the Enchanted right. Forest. and we don't know who she is yet. But now we have this hint with the star. So I kind of have that theory that she came from the Enchanted Forest or another dimension. An- another dimension or realm. It could be from Wonderland. It could be from Neverland. I think Lily and Emma were drawn together because maybe they were both came from another realm. They got put in this foster home. And waiting to be adopted, Lily got adopted, Emma never did. And so there's that connection of feeling rejected, but also of trying to figure out where did they really come from? So that's where kind of my theory comes from. Like Lily plays an important part later on, and we just got dropped a clue with that star on on her wrist. Yeah, now we're going to look at everybody's wrist (laughs) to see, is like, is that her? Is that her? That's going to be the huge to knowing who she is when they show that star once more on an an adult in the near future of Storybrooke. And I keep racking my brain, like, who could she possibly be? I have no idea. So it'll be interesting to see how they twist this. If she, you know, later on becomes connected to the whole storyline as far as being another character from a different realm. Yeah, now she's in the bank of new character presented like Bo Peep, but we don't see them again. We have yet to see what's going to happen. I really did like, though, that they went into her past a little bit and kind of got a little bit of background on Emma. I do, too. I'm, I'm really, even though Chris brought it up earlier, that this is nothing new that we're seeing from Emma. It's kind of the same tired story we've seen these past four seasons. So I understand that. Um, but I think when they kind of unveil little things little by little, it kind of opens the door for them to do more. And I want to touch on that really quickly is that this episode was very scattered, left and right, kind of a fluffing episode. Let's just throw this in there. Let's throw a little bit of that in there. And by the way, to feed the main plot, let's throw the whole Snow Queen plot in there. But a lot of little things that kind of just like, what? What was that for? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, again, going back into her past, like you said, it was to just kind of show the similarities of the relationship between Emma and Lily back then and Emma and Regina right now. And like you said, they kind of flip-flop. Yeah. Emma keeps trying. She keeps trying to befriend Regina. And I think I brought this up to you while I was watching it. 
Emma doesn't really reach out to anybody, but here she is reaching out to Regina of all people. Very tough cookie to crack, but she's willing to put in her efforts. She humbles herself. She does. They they kind of throw each other's jabs, <laughs> um, but we see it a lot in this episode where Regina just doesn't want to give in, mm-hmm. and she just kind of says, "Hey, cut it. Here's a reality. Stick with it. This you. If I have to deal with my reality, you deal with yours." And if you want me to be your friend, good luck. This is how it is. So go on your merry way. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this place. You and your family bring me nothing, nothing but sorrow and sadness. So I think with that, I kind of really, it's kind of like you, you're going after something you can't have. And that's what Emma's doing is like, no, I need, I need this friendship. I know that lady's there. They both care for their same boy. So I think. I don't know. That's my little rant. You know how they go back and back and forth and rant back and forth. Little bits and pieces make me think that Regina is Lily, but that is absolutely impossible to me. I can't fathom that idea. I, it's like they're dropping that hint, but it's, I don't know. It's like a reach. Yeah, because the age difference and her existence was way before Emma was even born. So I think no matter what dimension you're from, they've kind of made it clear that there is that age difference. But who knows? It is beyond Storybrooke. And you notice, too, they both said, it's better if we stick together. Yeah, I noticed that. It was um, when they went back in the past, Lily said that to Emma, and now this time Emma says it to Regina. It's kind of like, oh, almost as if Emma is thinking, you know, I'm thinking about my past friendship with this. And that's why they had that parallel of the two stories, I think, was to show that Emma regrets not taking Lily's number and keeping in touch with her. So she wants to reach out to Regina and be her friend as well because she's looking for that friendship. Like you said, she doesn't have anyone to go to. Even she says it in this episode. She can't go to her parents. You know, everybody mm-hmm. everybody has somebody, but the only one who really understood her was Regina. Well, she tells Hook, you know. No, actually, she tells Regina. She goes, you know what? I've been here before. I had a friend who hurt me, and I regret it. She mm-hmm. actually said it straight yep. out. Yep. So that is her relationship to wanting to be there for Regina. Now I have a couple things to say about the Snow Queen. I saw a lot of similarities with Regina in the, in the sense that they both say, I want what I deserve. Like she wants what she deserves. And in this storyline, the Snow Queen deserves a family that loves her. Whereas Regina deserves true love but their approach to how to get it is different i feel like the snow queen will get what she want at all costs doesn't matter who she hurts whereas regina kind of will do it at all costs but will think about the repercussions like in this sense of trying to save marion her true love's wife which is odd mm-hmm. you know if she didn't save save her she would be out of the way and she can have robin hood all to herself she has a conscience now because of her son, because of everybody. Uh, again, Regina, we've said it time, we've said it time and time again. She's gone through a huge change, so it's kind of like she she has that title as the evil queen, but the evil queen has like she rationalizes things now before she actually acts upon them. I believe this message, the message throughout this whole episode, was two things: forgiveness and family. That's what they want. Yep. That's what they both want. You have the Snow Queen, 
who wants a family because she has come from that adoption, that separation. She's gone through that same thing with Emma, which is revealed. Uh, then you have Regina who wants a family as in a lover and start her own family. She wants that to come together. So she's missing that. And that with those two, it's just a combination of forgiveness. They're both dealing with not really forgiving their past and the people who have hurt them. And then family. They want family. Great take. I never, I didn't pick that up at all. <laughs> I always try to like seep through like, like all right, all right. Message. Yeah, let's, let's move the fluff balls out of the way. What is the core story message of this episode? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they are both, you know, everybody wants family and they are both dealt with, for, everybody's dealt with kind of a, a forgiveness, mm -hmm. forgiving themselves, forgiving others. There's that whole message across the episode. Now that you say that, I, I can, I absolutely agree. I see that. So let's step back for a bit. We have Sydney, who pretty much betrays mm -hmm. Regina to get his way. But what is the Snow Queen's agenda with that? It was like, you know, I got what I wanted, which was that little piece of mirror. And she intentionally broke it because it was the final piece to the bigger mirror. But that has to be the first time I've seen somebody, a villain in this case, do something and just let go of the person free without any charge. But I don't, like she said, she wasn't, she wasn't after Sydney. She wanted the mirror. It just so happened that Sydney was in that mirror. Mm. And the deal was you bring, I think the deal was you bring Regina to me, I'll set you free. Right. You could be free. So I want to talk about Sydney real quick because we're, we're on that subject. Right. So he's free now and he's used to always having a queen to answer to. Of course, he can't go to Regina. The Snow Queen set him free. So what is he going to do? Does he become the the uh, chauffeur for Elsa? Is I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because at this point, where does he belong? His yeah. role was always somebody's right. assistant or right-hand man or, you know, whatever I do, you do. Whatever I tell you, go do it. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of dynamic he plays in the future He's always he's had on something own. up his sleeve. So that's interesting. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Sydney. What do you think is the Snow Queen's agenda? So the mirror, like you said, she broke it intentionally to piece it together to this big mirror to make it whole. It was like almost completing a puzzle. So part of me thinks, are the rest of those shards of mirrors belonging to somebody else? And this is like a super hmm. mega magic mirror. Wow, never thought of it that way. But what does she need the mirror for? It's like her collection's complete. That's what I don't understand because when she talks to Sydney, she's explaining that the mirror is a reflection of your soul and it, you know, kind of traps who you are. And she says a line, that's between me and my and, reflection. Right. So, what you know. That was a strong, I don't know. When she said that, I kind of. It gave me chills when she said that. So I kind of agree with Chris on this again. Um, <laughs> she's such an amazing actress. But when she said that, he asked her something. I forgot what the exact line was. But she said, that's between me and my reflection. And that's when I thought, well, what, what are you going to do? How do your powers, you have strong powers already. To have a mirror, what is that going to affect? Is the mirror where Anna's trapped in? Is that the the key portal to where Anna is 
hiding or kept away from the rest. The rest. But why would she want Anna though? Leverage. There's something else that we don't know about. We still don't know a lot about the ties with Emma and the ties with uh, Elsa. Who, if you think yeah. about it, she's she was abandoned uh, by her family. Not abandoned, but kind of left out on her own. So maybe along her journey, she did meet with the Snow Queen, but they both don't have any recollection of what happened in the past. Right. Let's not forget that the Snow Queen supposedly erased their memories. They have no idea how they know her. So I think there's something behind. She does know where Anna is, just using her as leverage to get her way. And that's what we're not going to find out until kind of the the turning point of the story. Right. The only thing we do know is that she wants a family that loves her. And now she has this mirror that became whole. What the mirror is for. Mm. That's Who's to her be family. Determined. Where is her family? Is it an Arendelle? And if <laughs> right, we don't know where her family's at. Yeah. I'm still skeptical about her being actually Anna and Elsa's aunt. I'm not too sure about that. I, st- I still don't agree with that. I want to still stick with my theory that she's... Elsa's mom? Yes. Ah. That's why she's putting Anna away. Maybe she knows the truth or something. But also, the opening scene of this episode, where we see the Snow Queen, she is... Has somebody frozen, and you see their eyes. Right. My theory, and I'm wondering, and it kind of goes along with Aliana's theory about the apprentice, but more so along the lines of the sorcerer. What if that is the sorcerer under there? They she, all. The reason why I say that is they everything seemed to either it's coincidental, but when she showed up, the sorcerer's hat showed up, the apprentice showed up. They all showed up kind of together. Mm-hmm. So we. That could be a from good what connection. I understand. Yeah. That could be a good connection. Yeah, I didn't, I really didn't give it too much thought because I think that's the way they directed the episode for us, for us not to give it too much thought. But yeah, for you, a person like you were like, wait a minute, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> I always try to connect it, try to connect who's who on, right. on these episodes and what are they doing there? What's the connection? But I wouldn't know what the connection between the Snow Queen and the Sorcerer is Aside from Eliana's theory that the apprentice sent the Snow Queen there to go find her family. Right. Hmm. Don't know yet. We'll have to pontificate that. <laughs> really quickly, I mean, this was kind of like in the background storyline, though, the whole charming and snow and will. My thing is, so this story was kind of cute in the sense that snow and charming haven't gone out since the baby. Mm-hmm. So they get a babysitter, which, of course, snow is worried to death. And they have a little adventure, and they find that Will Scarlet is has escaped from jail, which I'm wondering, how the heck did he get out of there? That thing was locked, and there was no break-in. No, there's no way in, no way out. How, how did he get out of there? It was like no biggie. Uh, he's out, and let's just continue with the story. But who, who did let him out? I want to know who or, let him out. Or how did he get out? Maybe he right. found his way out, or he got his way out some way, somehow. Is it because he's so sober he has his powers back that we don't know of? I don't know. Because they, they kind of name him as the drunk, right? Yeah, he's like the drunk guy. Trying to deal with his feelings because, mm-hmm. again, his past is being tied into it. But no one really knows his past. We don't even know how they're going to tie in his past with, with this story. Because what we know is from Once Upon a Time Wonderland. And that's all we know. 
but yeah. nobody, when it comes to Once Upon a Time, nobody knows his story. He's just a drunk, causing some trouble, always running into Charming and Emma at the same time, or Charming <laughs> and Snow. So, or Emma and Hook. Right. It's, it's, around, it's around that royal family, so to speak. But what was up with him digging in the sand? I know he was trying to find the map and then a bottle. Is that what he yeah, said? The map in his sack, I think. And uh, the thing is, he left the map in the sack and he can't find where it is. And that that whole line, that whole with the the way they wrote that part was funny because it was yeah. like a riddle. I'm like, what did he just say? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But the one thing that kind of threw me off was the editing of that scene. One second she's talking to Charming and then quickly, quickly you have Will digging in the sand. It's like, wait, and Charming didn't see him? Where is Charming? How did he take off so quickly? Yeah. Uh, it was very confusing. I don't, I don't know. They probably left out a couple scenes. And I got to say this now that I like to watch the show. I don't like to see the deleted scenes because then it's going to, I don't know, maybe it will warp my opinion. Maybe it won't. I just like to see what's been delivered and then maybe sometime down the road I'll watch the deleted scenes. But for the sake of the show and the delivery of it, I like to watch what's given to us. Yeah, I agree with you, though. He just kind of left. I don't know. They, they didn't explain where he was going. And next thing you know, she sees Will. And then they're both home. Charming comes home to snow. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Too quickly. That was, was a that weird was, edit. Yeah, that was. That talk about continuity. No. Continuity, but maybe just you know, we want to take the story somewhere else. And then they kind of just popped in Will there all of a sudden. And it was kind of funny just how she thinks, like, oh, you've been set up by my husband. <laughs> right. I totally get this. It's fine. That was kind of cute. I think they've been Playing the cute card for a while. And then they part, and then she ends up pardoning him. Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty funny. But real quick, now that we're talking about Will, too, I want to kind of tie in Hook and Emma because I feel like every time Hook and Emma are together, Will is like not having it or disgusted. I don't know what it is. There's something there. Maybe it's just me. Like last episode, I thought he purposely ruined their date. Mm -hmm. And here they are again. And he's like, oh, great. I mean, yeah, he got stuck in jail, but. I feel like there's something there. Like he doesn't want them to be together for some reason. There's probably some type of past that they have tied together. Again, I think the key person, and they rightfully so, because they named her as the savior. Uh, you have Emma tied to a lot of people in this season so far. Yeah, it's true. There's people, again, that she doesn't even know she's tied to. Which leads us to the game changer moment of tonight's episode. And that is the very lost isk. I don't know how to say that, but reminded me so much of Lost. And I keep mentioning it because if you're if you ever seen Lost and then you see Once Upon a Time, you see a lot of similarities. But this one, the way it ended, you see the Snow Queen in Emma's past in her little tape recorder. And it's them at, at the foster home or whatever it is. And there she is talking. She's like, hey, turn that off. And you see her right there in the camera. Isn't it funny that she looks right? It looks like she's looking right at Emma at that point. Yeah. Very scary. Very weird. So is there a way you can real quickly explain the whole Lost-esque part? Like you said it gave you chills when you saw this. Okay. So in Lost, a lot of things are revealed or some key points 
from season two, actually season one throughout about season four, they use footage and little by little they find uh, videotapings of this mm-hmm. footage and they have to tape it together. And then it's this guy who's in this uh, lab coat. He has a certain message to give to whoever was there in the facility. Um, and, and they kind of give that very scary feeling through the TV and this tape that's been taped mm-hmm. years and years ago. And it, it just kind of, it's the key to the past, but also the key to the present. Oh, I see. So Lost kind of throw, they throw that in left and right throughout their seasons. And then here you have it on this one. And then <laughs> you have the Snow Queen. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like that's totally a Lost thing right there. And it, it did give me chills. And uh, as Chris said, I forgot her her real name, but she's such a strong act- actress. And Elizabeth to see- Mitchell. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Mitchell. Uh, she's such a strong actress. So when that scene happened, a combination of her presence plus the, what the creators did there with that scene really gave me chills. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> but and how did how did she get that camera? She still had that camera. Chris makes a good point. Like, <laughs> no, all of a sudden she has her box full of things and the camera, and she there. has that work of all places. <laughs> why i mean okay maybe she did take it to work so she can have her private time but uh yeah it's kind of funny and weird that she has everything you don't think it'd be lost throughout everything that they've been through right but again i think each piece is a key or a clue of who she is and where she comes from or who she's connected to connected to for that matter what do you think about that film though obviously she's a key person from her past but how is that transition from being her foster parent in the real world and just forgets that what? she's ever met her? And then you have that picture that Elsa showed her in the beginning saying, hey, look, you were talking to her when you first got into Storybrooke. What happened? Yeah, why is, I don't understand that either. Why that's the only, like the memories of her are completely gone. Who took them away? And why are we only finding that out now? <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's only until now, season four, that we understand, like, wait a minute. Is is that where once we figured this puzzle out, we really get to know why is Emma marked as the savior of, of all these characters? You know, well, right now we know her dubbed as the savior because she's born out of true love. <laughs> right. But what's what is she going to save them from? She hasn't really yeah. been doing that. She's just discovering her powers, her purpose, her reasoning for being there. She's accepting it. So now we're seeing this huge change from the end of season three to to now, season four. I'm, I'm just really wondering, and I kind of hope that by the end of this season, they expose so much of Emma that we fully understand her purpose of being in the show, starting the show. Um, maybe they explain why she always wears red, but... What is her purpose as the savior and what is she saving them from? Where are the keys that have been promised to us as the viewer with Emma? But remember though, the first episode or first season, I'm sorry, or the first couple of seasons, her main, they dubbed her as the savior because she was to go to Storybrooke and break the curse that Regina put on the whole, on all of them. Right. I see where you're going that there's probably something bigger I think there's bigger. And, you know, like you said, she's still developing her powers. And I loved it when, like Eliana says, she combined, her, Emma and Regina combined their powers together. And it's like a super mega 
I mean, they're able to defeat anything. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. What happens? <clears throat> how does how does their how does their power develop? At this point, there's there's a lot of strong characters with great power. You have Regina. You have Emma, Elsa, the Snow Queen, and Rumple in a way too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all all very powerful in a different sense. Well, I think with that, we'll just wrap up the show because there's we're just on this journey. And honestly, the only way we'll find out more is if I continue to watch the show, which is a great show. And this episode kind of aimed with a big bang for me because of being a Lost fan um, in the past and now seeing this show. Very, very awesome. I don't remember seeing the previews for next week. So I'm just excited to see what's going to happen next week. And you know that we'll always continue to bring this show back every single week at beyondstorybrook.com. If you want to connect with us in any way, just go to beyondstorybrook.com. You'll find all of our links, whether it's our social media, whether it's our email, voicemail, uh, any way you want to participate, give us feedback. Or just join us. Again, we have that Facebook group that's growing every single day. Uh, thank you so much for those who have joined. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's just keep the conversation going beyond this show. So beyond Storybook and beyond the microphones. <laughs>